Welcome to The Positive Effect. My name's April Sobral, and I am the founder of RetailU.ca and the author of The Positive Effect, a retail leader's guide to changing the world. I've had an amazing 25-year career in retail where I've traveled across the globe. I have worked and inspired thousands of leaders. And in this weekly podcast, I bring to you my retail friends and network conversations that will inspire you and encourage you to further your career in retail or beyond. We talk about leadership lessons learned and tips and tricks that can help you be a successful leader. So get ready to be inspired. And if you're looking for more leadership development, sign up at www.retailu.ca. And I'll see you on a live call soon. Should show up. All right, we are live. It's Wednesday. My name is April Sobral. I'm the founder of Retail U, an online e-learning platform for retail leaders and an author of a book called The Positive Effect. And this is my weekly live broadcast. It's on Apple Podcasts now um, and other podcast platforms. And this week, I am so excited to have you on, Tracy, because I've been trying to get you on here for a while. I know, we've been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and you know, this is an amazing show because I think I get to talk to the best leaders in the industry that are having a positive effect on the people that they work with and the business that they're in. And so this conversation really is about sharing retail, our passion and the service industry and leadership with other people to really inspire and mentor and bring these conversations to life. I know when I was growing up through retail, I wished that these conversations were around so I could have learned from retail leaders like themselves, right? So today, um, I'm going to say as well, share this. I say this every week, share this on your platforms, get this conversation out there. But today, it's all about Tracy Wilson. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear your story. I I just love Wednesdays because I get to meet such amazing leaders like yourself and you've been following along since the beginning so thank you yes yes oh my god it's been so amazing and so inspirational and um i have been in leadership and in retail um i want to say my whole life but i'm sure you know there's been a time when i wasn't but i can't remember that at this point (laughs) but um it's been amazing and when i found you on linkedin it has just been like it's contagious like i can't not watch or i can't not follow and um and then i started to you know, dig into my contacts. And I found our mutual friend, um, Ron Thurston, who we both love. Um, And then, you know, reading his book, reading your book, I'm like, I I was so jazzed. And I kept thinking to myself, this is this is what I've done. Like my whole journey has been about leadership and and how do I show up every day for my team? And and how do I, you know, put myself out there? So I, I think it's just been an amazing opportunity. And I so thank you for for creating this because you're absolutely right. Like us, you know, me coming up in the industry, there was nothing like this to kind of give us um, any direction or support. So anything that we can do to continue to grow and support people that are coming up through, um, through retail or, or just through any service industry right now, I think is just um, amazing. We've just gone through so much change over the past 12 to 18 months and the service industries out there have been, hit pretty hard from, you know, a staffing and leadership perspective. And um, this is a great time. I mean, it is the best time, if any time, to really be able to expand your skills and and take responsibility and and really, you know, focus on yourself as leaders and be those leaders for 
for the industries that you're working in, whether it's retail, whether it's service, whether it's an, you know, I just started a new role in a, in a salon industry, which I'm super excited about. I just joined um, Hair Cuttery Family of Brands as a regional leader, and I'm going to give my plug right now because I'm so <laughs> excited about it. So um, this is my shameless plug, April, I'm going to go for it. But um, yeah, so I just started working for this amazing organization um, not too long ago. And, you know, I think about all of the different things that are happening in the industry right now. And this organization has gone through so much change due to the pandemic because right. of the fact that it's a, you know, it's that hands-on industry, right? So, you you know, you're touching guests and and going through all the, the health and safety protocols, which this company has been top-notch. I mean, I haven't seen anything like it in, in what I've seen just in, you know, as a person going out to get a, a, right. a, a beauty service and then actually now being in the industry. Um, which has just been outstanding. So um, yeah, it's an amazing organization. It's a new company. It's got multiple opportunities, like crazy opportunities. So please, <laughs> if you're in, if you're a service provider, a salon um, professional, or if you want to get into service leadership or salon leadership, please, please, please come in and see us at Haircuttery because we've got amazing opportunities, amazing opportunities. I love it. Message Tracy. Yeah, definitely. I am here. I am here. So if you're joining um, the feed, we're going to get into Tracy's, uh, you know, leadership journey and story because I love hearing people's stories of where you are now and how you got there. Um, but just put your name in the feed, where you're coming from. We'd love to see that. And if there's anything you want us to answer afterwards or any insights, just share that as we're going through it, because we'd love to go back and read them afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. How did you get into retail? Walk us through the beginning. Like Ron, you know, his book was all around the accidental career, yeah. the intentional accidental. And I love hearing the stories of how like you ended up in retail and then your journey through retail. Like walk us through it, you know? Yeah. Like oh my God. So I, it's so funny because when I think about what Ron talked about from an accidental, I think it was a little bit accidental at the beginning, but then it became super intentional when I realized how much I enjoyed it and how much passion I had for it and how much love I had for it. So, um, you know, I started out just probably like everybody does in a part-time job in high school, college, and I worked for a local grocery store and I probably worked for them for a couple of weeks, maybe two or three months. And then immediately they put me into a leadership role. They put me right into, I became a front end supervisor at a grocery store. And I thought, this is genius. Like I get to boss people around and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and I was I don't know, 19 maybe, but it was fantastic. And I just felt such a sense of ownership in it and, and just wanting to help not only my my fellow employees, but but the guests that were coming through the grocery store. So I think I got my first little taste of it in the grocery business. And then um, then I started school, right? So then I started going in and doing some some um, retail or, or some business classes. And, and then I was doing a little criminal justice classes, you know, because who always liked watching all those like, you know, conspiracy theory, theory things. And um, but then I really just, I just got so excited about the retail. So I really just started working, you know, part-time at the limited company, worked my way up through that organization into a leadership role, um, and then just kept really taking on the next thing. And then I thought, okay, maybe, maybe retail isn't exactly what I wanted. So let me jump into, I jumped into the restaurant business with a friend of mine who was owning a restaurant. So I, I thought, oh, I can be a server in a restaurant. And then of course I was a server for like a minute. And then he put me into a leadership role again. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I just really wanted to be a server. Um, but I think it, it comes innately to me to just kind of um, be that leader or, or just 
you know, kind of solve that problem or figure out what the next, you know, what the best thing to do is. So mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of part of my DNA, you know, or part of my, my own attributes kind of growing up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think part of it came from that, but you know, then I missed the retail aspect and worked my way back into a retail environment. And um, I worked for a privately owned company, um, you know, selling, you know, uh, men's suiting and and women's, you know, career wear and all of that kind of fun stuff and developed leaders and found people to work in the, in the stores and, and, you know, develop them into leadership roles and, and assistant managers, managers. Um, and then I was picked up by the gap, you know, everybody I think was picked up by the Listen, gap. We're all oh, right? alumni. That was like a, that's like being part of a university alumni. That's what that was. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. So I, um, I was recruited by the district manager and I was in upstate New York and she contacted me and we had a great conversation and she put me into an assist uh, store manager in training role. I don't know if everybody yeah. the gap was remembering it was called yeah. a, a submit store manager in training. <laughs> and it was such one of those terms that in my life, I'm like, yeah, that just doesn't sound like a great thing. Like Smith. <laughs> Um, but it really ended up being an amazing thing because it, it really continued to push me into that leadership world that I wanted to be into and that I truly had such passion for. Yeah. Um, so I worked my way up into a store manager um, and then I was an area manager and then I was a regional recruiter and then I was a district manager and then I was a district. Ma- I was a district manager for the bulk of my career at Gap. Um, but similar to you, April, it was like, join the gap, see the world. Right. So, so you join the gap and then they're like, okay, how would you like to go to, you know, Connecticut? Okay, great. How would you like to go to Miami beach? Okay, great. How would you Mm -hmm. like to go to, you know, so I, um, I moved quite a bit with the organization, with the gap and through that journey, I learned and met so many amazing people. Um, and just really, you know, the one thing I think that I really continued to think about when I worked for Gap was just how lucky I was to have so many people in leadership roles around me that were inspiring me mm. and people who just, whether they challenged me to be a better leader, I was really happy to be challenged because I think once we're in our roles and we get comfortable in our roles, we're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then you have a leader come in and, and ask you a couple of questions and genuinely listen to hear what your answer is and then mm. challenge you on that. And you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay, I could be better. You know, I could do that better. I, I love that because you were there for such a long time. I'm always impressed by that. But I'm always like, that's also hard because you can get stagnant and comfortable. Right. So how do you keep yourself growing yeah. and challenged, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it... For me personally, and I, to this day, like I absolutely, I go out every single day in my role, in my life, whether I'm in a, in my regional leader role at Haircuttery Family of Brands today, or whether I'm going out as Tracy Wilson and I'm going to learn something new when I go to yoga class this afternoon. Like I always go out hoping that I'm going and knowing I'm going to learn something. So I'm always open to listen and listen with intent to understand and recognize what I could do better or what I could do differently if I'm in my leadership role, or if it's what I can do differently, if I'm in, I'm trying to do a yoga pose that I can't do, whatever it is, I'm trying to listen and be really open to how can I understand and then be able to take what I'm learning and, and either replicate that for someone else or utilize those skills to inspire and train, develop, um, 
or, or motivate someone else. So um, yeah, that's how I, I can like look at it. I'm like that too. I'll be in a conference and somebody will say something and I'll be like, what can I learn? And how can I, how can, how does this translate into like inspiring somebody else? I'm always, and I think that's one thing, having mm -hmm. that learning growth mindset really yes. sets you apart from like a successful career and not because you've got to be willing and open to be flexible, adaptable and grow, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting because people are always like, oh, I'm so adaptable to change. I love change. I can do change. Change is really hard. So as much as people say that it's it's not necessarily change to me, it's about listening and understanding so that I can mm -hmm. evolve or I can grow or I can and maybe stop doing something that's not motivating a team or, or even motivating me. And let me figure out a way to do something better um, or, or or find a different path. Um, if I'm doing something for myself personally, or if I'm doing something from a, a regional leader that I need to do right. for my team. So. so then you went from Gap after a very long period of time being yep. this run, and you went where next? Yeah, then I was picked up by um, by a company called Charming Charlie, which was an accessories brand. Um, and I was um, recruited by um, an amazing um, leader who just that I happen to be working for right now. So I'm super excited about that. So it was a, a regional director in uh, Charming Charlie who picked up on me in Connecticut and she offered me the job in Connecticut. And she said, hey, I'd love for you to run my Charming Charlie you know, locations in Connecticut. Oh, by the way, we have two opening in Toronto. Can you open those and staff those as well for me? And I'm like, sure, you got, you know, not a problem. I'll just go from Connecticut to Toronto, not a problem. So, um, started working for Charming Charlie, started working for this amazing leader. And then um, through my, my role with Charming Charlie as a district leader, um, developed, you know, teams within that. And then even with my GAP experience, um, you know, my responsibility as a district leader with GAP, and even when I moved into my district leader role with Charming Charlie was to create those succession plans, right? And to develop mm -hmm. those leaders within my market that could take over. So when I think about how I continued to grow and, and, and do that, I really looked at the people I had the opportunity to work with and develop with. So, you know, I've been able to develop, you know, two or three district leaders in my career. I've been able to kind of put them into positions when I'm able to move on to the next. So I was going to ask you that because like, yeah. you know, I get asked all the time, like, what does it take to be a su successful district leader? Yeah. And you've been a very successful, now you're on to regional, but like, if, if what what do what do you think it takes to be a successful district leader? There's a lot of district managers that actually listen to this podcast and watch this show. Yeah. Right? So yeah. What does it take? I would say, for me, what what my success has been in in my own role and then developing the people around me has been more around being authentic and genuine and not being afraid to be authentic and genuine with your with your store teams and as a district leader within your peer group. Because when you're able to be genuine, authentic, and honest and say, this is what you're doing great, and mm -hmm. this is these are some areas that I want you to continue to focus on, that's how you continue to grow people. And you build that trust. So when they trust you, then they listen. Then they listen at that, you know, they want to listen so they can learn. So as a district leader, I think just being open, listening, uh, and listening with the intent, and then not always having the answer, because I, mm. I might not have the answer, but collaboratively, we might come up with the great answer when we work together on that. So yeah. and then just Good really point. challenging my the people around me and then making sure that I truly had someone to step into my role 
when I had the opportunity to move into like a corporate position, a director role, a regional, whatever it was, I mm. always made sure that I had somebody who could step in and do uh, do the job because I never wanted to leave a market without having someone capable of stepping up and stepping in. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, I think it's really important to succession plan and develop, right? I think yeah. some people give people roles without the development piece and then just give them a whole load of tasks to do and then because they take on more responsibility and then that's what doesn't help them be successful no, no. because they're just taking more. It's yeah. more than that. I was having a conversation with the store manager the other day and I was like, you know, you have to you have to know that you're not in the box every day. Like right. when you're in a store, you're in one box, everybody knows you, they know the good, the bad, they know the, your strengths, your weaknesses, but when you're coming in and out, you're you're coming in and you're making an impact and then how does that impact last? That's a very different skill set. It definitely is. It definitely mm -hmm. is. And, and just giving people more work to do doesn't help them to develop. It just gives them, it, it you might help them prioritize better, but it's right. not going to really help them be a better leader because they're still going to have to prioritize and lead. And then the, the key is influencing the people around them to be able to do the, the responsibilities and take on the, and, and take that initiative themselves, you know, yeah. and, and do whatever is next. So What's a, what's a, I'm going to jump into like a real specific question. Yeah. I could talk to you for a whole hour. Like, honestly, <laughs> we have limited time on this. So yeah. what's, um, what's a pivotal piece of advice that somebody gave you that you just, that you remember that you never lost, that just stuck with you and really served you well in your leadership roles? Yeah. So I think it was, it was when I was doing some training, um, when I was working for Gap and they were going through um, identifying a new service model. And there was some training um, that we had to provide for all of the leaders in the Connecticut market. I had 20 stores at the time going through store physical remodels. And then I had them going through a leadership training. Um, and I call that almost a remodel too, because they were learning entirely new uh, leadership skills and, and training. So every single day from Monday through Thursday, they were with me for four to six, maybe even eight hours in a training class. And, you know, I think it was, you know, during the, the, that process, it, when I was able to stand up and present information to my teams and someone said to me, you are so genuine and authentic in how you communicate and how you share your, what's happening you know, showing a little vulnerability and, and showing what that looks like from a leadership standpoint has really inspired me to want to continue to grow with the organization. So it came actually from my team, honestly, that, mm -hmm. that gave me that advice that said, that's the kind of leader that I want to be. So when I hear that, or when I get, and I still get them, Rachel, and, or um, um, April, I still get them and they, and they, I, I save them, but I still get messages via LinkedIn or text messages from people that I've worked with over the years that, you know, say something like, you are still the best leader I ever had, or you still really challenge me to be a, you know, a great leader for my team, or I appreciate everything that you, you know, did for me and spent time with me. And some of the, you know, and as we all know, as leaders, like not every conversation is, you know, roses and candy, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. Not always that way. Yeah. A lot of, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a little bit more directive, developmental. We're kind of trying to change a few things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I always appreciate that. And I always, 
I always just take those so um, genuinely because I, I appreciate when people take the time to just even send that little bit of a note to just say, hey, you know what? I'm in this job and I'm thinking about something you taught me, you know, 10 years ago. And I was like, mm. yay, I'm glad. I'm glad. So. Yeah. And, and I always say when you're a leader, if you're not getting messages like that, like really think about your leadership style, because if you are making a positive impact on people, they will tell you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get any of that, what's that saying yeah. on the team, right? Are you really connecting? Are you really making a difference? Are you really like engaging people to want to work for you? Because I do think, well, you just said you just followed, you followed a leader. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I followed um, my leader from Charming Charlie, Dana Kleifus. She is now the, the, the um, vice president of salons and operations with Haircuttery family of brands. And she reached out to me and said she had this amazing opportunity and would I be interested? And I worked for her in my past and she was such an inspirational leader. And she was such, again, the person who would push me, right? Because I came from, from being uh, in a role with um, Gap for 25 years, to your point, like, did I get, was I doing the same thing, getting the same results? And she was somebody who was able to say, um, you're great at what you do, but here, why don't you try it this way? Or, you know, let's practice something different or, you know, whatever it was, um, you know, I wanted to learn, I wanted to understand. And, and to this day, I still get that, that excitement and, and, and enjoyment every opportunity I get to spend with my supervisor, because I learn something every single time, every mm -hmm. single time, as well as with my district leaders, as well as with my salon professionals and salon leaders that I get to work with now, like I'm learning something every single day. So that's I really say, appreciate but, when people do that. Yeah, that's why I have teachers the third pillar in the act um, leading with awareness model, because I think you have to go into every moment as a leader, teaching somebody something or getting yeah. some piece of knowledge, whatever that is, it could be operational, it could be visual, it could be people management, it mm -hmm. could be product, product management, it could be anything, but always walk away and think, did I actually give them something that's going to help them do their job a bit better tomorrow? And are they going to pass that on and share it with somebody else? Because that's how you develop cultures of growth, right? Yeah. Like, so important mm -hmm. versus just going in and just delivering like a checklist of tasks. Cause I've had those, those moments. And I was just like, I didn't get anything from it. So yeah. it's so important that we all, we all have that coaching teaching mindset. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. Thing about that. Yeah, I'm not the best with checklists. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I hope that there are people in the world that are better at that with me. I am not the best at that. So um, it's so funny because I'm one of those people that's like gets rid of all the checklists, and then those people are like, no, no, I need it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, sorry, yeah, I'll go back. It's like, you need it, I don't need it. So it's like it depends what the person needs and requires. But I always say, at the end of the day, however you work, whatever works for you, it what shows is the results. Exactly, right? like results volumes whether that's turnover whether that that's you know sales results happening in a in a location in a, in mm -hmm. a company those results are going to uncover something so yeah, yeah. I don't use a checklist but you get those results in the right way and everything you know customers are happy and all that stuff it's what works yeah for organizations but yeah it's whatever works yeah so um what hurdles have you had to overcome in your leadership journey um I think you know the things that I I had to struggle with were um, you know, and I think we've all gone through it as leaders, you know, just really recognizing, you know, your skills and capability within your role and not being afraid to be confident in your role. You're in your role for a reason. 
people have identified you for a reason. So take that level of confidence and continue to grow with that. Um, because everybody has those moments of like, oh my God, can I really do this? Or, you know, what kind of a day is it? Like we all have that. That's just normal human behavior. Um, but I think, you know, being really, being really confident in your capabilities and your roles every single day when you go out, whether you're leading people in a, in a store environment, or in my case, the salon environment, when I'm walking in and meeting new people, or when, you know, you're in an office situation. I had the, the great opportunity with Charming Charlie, Dana was able to move me into a corporate role. Mm -hmm. So I, I was um, promoted from the a district leader into a director of communications and visual merchandising. So, um, wow. yeah, so I had the opportunity to go into headquarters. And I think that it was interesting because I think my biggest um, hurdle was getting my corporate partners to understand what the field organization really needs and what they don't need and and to stop sending stuff they don't need <laughs> that's such a challenge in every organization i experienced that when i went into a corporate role as well it was such a challenge so mm -hmm. why is that do you think i i you know and i think everyone has their priorities everyone's priorities are number one no matter what department they're in and I truly appreciated that. Yeah. But my role that Dana gave me, which I so appreciate to this day, and I use it, I use these skills all the time. I was the filter of the information that went to the field. And as I read every bit of information that I would put out, if it didn't add value to the field at that moment, I would go back and, you know, knock on the door and be like, this is a great information, maybe not the right time for it, because it's you know, a holiday, like it could have been like an Easter holiday or, you know, graduations are coming in June. So we probably can't do like a full inventory. It's probably not, you know, we don't have the manpower for something like that. So I think the challenge that I had most overcome was how do I, through my ability to use my managerial courage to then coach up at that role, like I had to coach my direct, I had to coach senior directors, I had to coach vice presidents. It's like, okay, this is great. And the field needs it, maybe not right now, or maybe not in this format. How could we make it easier, more digestible, more meaningful for the stores? Um, so they can actually get the value added to what the work is they have to put in. So and I love that you just said something really key. You said if it doesn't add value to the mm -hmm. field in yep. this moment, and that's so relative today because mm -hmm. we're in this existence of like everything moving parts and, you know, uh, hurdles of staffing and yeah. all of that stuff. And there's so many things we want to do, but like at the end of the day, it's like, what's adding value today? And what's yeah. adding value today is making sure you're getting staff, making sure you're getting people trained so that we can keep giving that great experience and keep the engines going. Yes. And because it's, it's tough out there right now with staffing and I hear it from everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, exactly. That's why I had to put my shameless plug in because, you know, <laughs> as salon professionals, if you need a place to be, we've got a home for you. So I um, saw somebody put in the chat, I will contact you, Tracy. So. Oh, perfect. 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 So yeah. when this gets shared, you'll probably get a ton of people contacting you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. And I think the other thing that I will say in my corporate roles that I've had between Charming Charlie and I had a, a, an opportunity to work for Ulta Beauty for a short amount of time in a corporate role as well, um, is I never took my foot out of the field. I always straddled the line 
And I always had one foot in the field organization and one foot in my corporate organization. And I really made sure to ensure that whether it was my direct, you know, my, my, the folks that worked for me or the, the folks that I worked for always knew that I was always going to straddle the line and I was always going to have the field's best interest at heart and how we ensure we, again, whether it's solve a problem, create a process, um, rectify a situation, whatever it is, the field organization is the front line. They're facing the, the guest each and every day. How do we make sure they have everything they need and support them fully and still hit every, com every company objective that we want to hit? Mm, so good. Yeah. What's a question you love to ask leaders? I always like to ask them kind of what is like, what, how do they like to be coached? How do they like feedback? Because in a leadership role, people like information given to them in different ways. Um, and I always want people to receive the information that I want to share or be inspired by information that I want to inspire them with, but I don't want to provide it to them in a way that they wouldn't want to take that. So one of the questions I always ask is that I would love to give you some feedback, but can you tell me how you like to get it? Do you want me to, do you want it in a formal situation? Do you want me to just, you know, give you a quick call? Do you want it live in the moment? And, you know, let's step out. I want to talk to you about something like I always want to have their best interest at heart. And I always want to make sure that they're getting from me every opportunity that we're together, whether it's virtually, because a lot of this is happening now or yeah. live and in person you know, what can I do to continue to help them grow? So I always ask, what is it that, 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 how do you want me to communicate with you? You know, mm. what, what's the best thing I can do for you? I love that. How yeah. do you keep yourself, we're coming up on time in a minute. So I've got a few more questions. <laughs> oh my oh, God. I keep you here all day. It's so much fun. Um, how do you keep yourself, um, balance is a word that's out there. I get it. Cause it's like, well, balance. And I don't, I don't, I'm not good at balance cause I just love what I do. So I don't yeah. feel like I'm working all the time, but how do you keep yourself organized and balanced? Now you're going back into work. We've had some time off through COVID a lot of yeah. us. Right. And we found like our Zen and like now everybody's going back and I keep getting asked that question all the time. How do you keep yourself balanced and like kind of organized and on track? Yeah. You know, care and stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, the one thing that I continue to do for myself is, you know, there's been such conversation around self-care and, you know, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, all the different things. Yeah. And I, I have so embraced that as a lot of people have through COVID and taking care of themselves and just really being more mindful mm. of what it is that motivates me and keeps me um, balanced or keeps me positive, if you will. Yeah, um, you know, and I, I, I wake up every day, just, you know, there's no reason not to be in a positive mindset or, you know, choosing the, the, the growth attitude, if you will, um, be, because there's no reason not to, we, we just went through something that I hope we never go through again as a, as a, a world, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just made me think about how lucky we genuinely are to, to have that opportunity to really think for a moment. We all work so hard every day to, you know, for the for the jobs and the companies that we have. Take that same mindset and work a little harder for yourself if you need to, just to give yourself that little bit of grace. And it's okay to take that grace every once in a while and enjoy a moment of your time. And if it's going for a 30-minute walk just to clear your head, go for a 30-minute walk or 
you know, like I said, I, I, and I, every time I talk about this, I giggle, but I was never a yoga person in my life. <laughs> and I just started it late in my life. And I am not at all flexible physically. Like I am flexible as a, as a leader. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I'm learning and, and I'm taking every little nugget that I can. And when I have an hour, like I did last night, I had an hour just to go and spend in this crazy, hot, humid room, which I would have never done five years ago or maybe even two years ago. Right. Uh, but it's gotten me to a place of thinking about me for, again, if it's just 60 minutes and, you know, what it's done for me. And, and you know, it's just it's just been taking That's that great. little bit of time when you can. I love that because we are you know, in retail, we work really, really hard. And in a leadership role, we're in service to a lot of people. Yes. You know, a lot of us. And so I think that don't feel guilty and bad if you're taking some time for yourself. It's so important. I've learned that as well over the last couple of years, more than anything. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm the, I'm the first person to overcommit to, to a schedule because I want to help so many people. We're all, we're yeah. all a bit like that in retail, right? So yeah, so important. I so, love it when they're, I'm always like, I can be there. How long will it take me to get there? Oh, three hours. Not a problem. I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll get there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's me. It's totally me. So yeah, yeah we've got to take those pauses and, and we got to lead by example in that as well. So that when we're developing leaders, we're having those conversations too, right? Absolutely. So what do you think it's going to take to be a successful leader in retail? You're in hair, the hair industry now but it's still to me you're still selling products you're still providing yeah. service like what do you think it's going to take to be a you know successful leader today in today's new reality in the next you know decade yeah i think you know the thing that that cuts through for me the most is just um like i said a minute ago a little bit of grace a little bit of empathy i think as leaders right now um there's so much happening to your point there's we have such crazy hiring needs in every industry right now, and everybody's looking for amazing, you know, teams to continue to grow and build. Um, but I think when we think about, you know, as leaders, what can we do? And I think we can show our existing teams how they can lead with empathy, with grace, with understanding, um, but still holding people accountable to a result. I mean, you know, I, I always when people would be like, you know, I sit down and have an accountability conversation, you go to this like really dark place, like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? It's like, it's a great opportunity to learn what you did great and then how you can expand upon that. So, you know, I think, you know, what it's going to take as we move forward is, is what I've always felt as a, as a leader is to be genuine, authentic, honest, listen with intent and, if at the end of the day, you are not having fun with what you do every day, then then maybe you need to stop and rethink because I, as a lot of us do, I love every day. I have so much fun with the people that I work with. I enjoy the people I work with. The industry I get to work in now is amazing. I get the opportunity to, to influence leaders on how they have amazing consultations with guests and create such a positive um, turning point for the guests and they walk out feeling amazing and they get the opportunity to be educated on all this amazing hair care product and how can, you know, how can I take this wonderful blonde and, and maintain it? You yeah. know, you know, you buy purple shampoo, who knew? Like I, you know, you buy purple shampoo now and purple shampoo is like the best thing ever. So, you know, it's like, how do you know? And, and, and we've got these amazing salon professionals and these amazing salon leaders 
that can give you all this education and take it, you know, and give it to the guest and the guest can just walk out feeling amazing. And that's, I, I want that in my market every single day. I want guests to feel because it's there again, it's, it could be their yoga moment for me. I, I go to yoga and sit for an hour. It could be their moment where they get to sit and let somebody just blow dry their hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> how yeah. wonderful is that? You know, totally. yeah. <laughs> You know, I think, you know, no matter what's happening in the world, what has been, what is, is people work for people. Yes. That's never changed. That's going to be a, a golden rule forever and a day. But yep. results matter, right? And people want to feel part of a winning team. Mm -hmm. And we're in this business to drive results. So yes. even though the results are tougher to get now, you can still find wins in those days and set those goals and those targets. Mm -hmm. um, and, and have a winning kind of fun environment where everybody enjoys it because that customer is going to feel that 100%. 100%. And yeah. I want that feeling every single day. I want guests to walk out smiling and not knowing why they're smiling so much. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Whether it's, oh my God, I just had this amazing hair experience or the people in there are so excited about what they do and they're enjoying their culture so much. I want to yeah. go back. I want to send my yeah. friends there. So. Yeah. So that's all about having a positive effect, right? Yeah. It is what I'm all about. So Tracy, we're up on time. Thank you so much for joining the positive effect. It was an amazing conversation. Your energy is contagious. If I was watching this, I'd be like, sign me up. I want to come and work for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope it helps. But um, but yeah, good luck with everything you're doing. And um, I'll be like following you along and seeing seeing how you're doing. But I was just really grateful for having you on the show. Thank you so much. You've been such a great inspiration. I truly appreciate you and everything you've done in just in the short time we've gotten to know each other. Thank you. All right. See you. See everybody next week. Bye-bye, everybody.